Bienvenidas a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're doing something un poco distinto. We are here honoring the life of Walter Mercado. As probably a lot of you, most of you yeah. know, our querido Walter passed on El Día de los Muertos. I know, that you was know. so... Interesting. It's very, very Walter, you know, very <laughs> magical of him to like use the day that the portal is open para cruzar. <laughs> real, you know, real. I'm sure he's on. I wonder if he was on anybody's altars after altares after that. Maybe, possibly. Pero bueno, he um, left us, but also his physical self left us. Pero right. su presencia, su carácter, you know, his legacy is here still with us. Mm -hmm. And we just wanted to chat about it. Yeah, he just feels like such an important, like, cultural icon in the Latinx community. And then he has this, like, special role as this, like, gender-bending person um, in his fashion and the sort of way he presented himself. And so... I don't know, it just felt like it was worth um, trying to see what we could do to talk about him and his life and his legacy through um, some music that we picked. So it was not the easiest episode I think we've ever nah, man. come up with. Nah, man. It actually. <laughs> yeah, Vero was struggling. I, you know, I, it was not easy because he's not... Well, actually, turns out he is a musician, so we're going to get to that later. Turns out he did put out some music, but, um, but you know, most of the people that we feature here or the events we talk about are very directly music-related, and this is a little bit less. But aquí estamos, and we just really wanted to um, take this opportunity to talk about his life. So the first song that we're starting this episode with is the one I picked, and it's let's take another listen to it, and then we'll chat about why I picked it. It's called Tu, and it's by an artist named Maye. to Maya. I don't actually know if she pronounces it May or Maya. So my apologies to you for that. Um, so Since she's Venezolana, I'm going to say it's Maya. Maya. May yeah. sounds like I know. Sounds highly like unlikely. Americana, right. But she's born and she's raised in the U.S. So you never know. So we had to be kind of creative for this episode, right? Because um, although Walter did actually produce some music, which we're going to talk about toward the end, which is exciting. Um, he's not a musico. You know, he was an astrologer and a performer and an actor and just this amazing cultural icon. But we wanted to bring music that kind of like referenced him or referenced his work. And so the original idea was like astrology. Let's music bring music that references astrology. But that's pretty difficult to find. And we have a couple of songs that do that. Um, so then we had to come get more creative. And so my idea was, okay, so there's this astrologer, Chani Nicholas, that maybe some of y'all folks um, follow. She's like super popular queer astrologer. 
I've actually had the pleasure of getting a reading from her before she got really famous, but she has like a ton of followers on Instagram and puts out really beautiful horoscopes every month. Vero, do you follow her? Chani? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know all the gays do, yeah. but I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And she's coming out with a book, which I think is going to be interesting. I really like her because she's like a social justice. I also assistant. love that everybody just calls her by her first name, like they're besties. Right. Although I think we might all be mispronouncing it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. Is that that woman's name? She's a whole ass white lady. Her name is Chani. Yeah, she's white. Yeah, she's white and Jewish. Yeah. Uh huh. No say. Yeah, I think it might be Chani actually because she's been on some interviews and I've been like, oh, I should. I think it's Chani Nicholas actually. Um. Anyway, I think she's great. She's a really social justice focus. So about maybe six months ago, she started a partnership with Spotify where they she puts out a playlist for every sign every month as like part of your sort of like musical horoscope, which I think mm, is really interesting. fascinating. And I have I would love to know like her process. Like how do you even go about picking songs that like reflect what you think is happening for a particular sign for that month. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes to where I found this song, which was on the Taurus playlist for this month. So this song comes from Walter's musical horoscope for this month. <laughs> so that was so the, Walter was a Taurus. Walter was a Taurus. Yep. Un Tauro. Yep. Yep. So I don't know if he, did he talk a lot about his own chart and like astrological I don't know how much that came up in his work, but everybody, his birthday is everywhere. He was born in 1932. So he was 87 when he passed away. Um, so I picked... I mean, I only ever heard him talking, like saying the horoscope. My experience with Walter is yeah. on Primer Impacto, he was on every single afternoon and he would just say the horoscope for the day right. and that's it. You know, I didn't, I never like, you know, engaged more deeply like went to a consult or yeah. like you know yeah. like he had this other whole body yeah, of work but did. like I only saw him in a primer impacto so he yeah I saw um reference in one of the articles about his life that he reached 120 million viewers a day for more than 30 years that's bananas so I think yeah I, that's... I was one of those my family was like there were six of us six of them were us yeah and do you remember <laughs> like paying attention to your horoscope Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any memories Absolutely. of like how it would impact you? It didn't. I just wanted to know what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just curious. I didn't. I like like I said. Like I'm not like a really big like believer. I'm not very spiritual. I just like feel like I'm out here like randomly stumbling through the world on a rock that's spinning around the sun. But like Walter was on, and I was like, okay, let's see what you got to say about me. You know, like. I'm going to wear the thing, the color that you say on New Year's, right. por si acaso, no nunca sabe, you know what I mean? That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I remember knowing about him growing up for sure, but, like, we didn't watch Primer Impacto. We didn't have Latino TV in North Carolina. And then in in Miami, like, my, my grandfather mostly watched, like, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> it was, like, his favorite show. I don't know. It was not a very, like, news-watching family. So I remember knowing who he was, but didn't actually, like – ever remember watching him do the horoscope so but I read you know looking into more about his life this thing that he would do these new year's horoscopes and that people would really like watch out for what he would tell you to do yeah like what color to wear what kind of bath to take like all sorts of spiritual advice mm -hmm. did you follow him more in more recent years I mean he's been he was no longer on Primer Impacto right that ended I think in the around 20 I mean follow him I guess so like over the summer, I went to go see, like, at the Miami Museum, there's an exhibit of his cape. Oh, did you get to go? That's awesome. I got to go. Yeah, I went to go. And it was beautiful. This, this capes were just fucking stunning. 
Um, and so, yeah, so I was excited to go to his, to see that. I mean, I purchased the Walter Mercado as my spiritual advisor shirt from the Peralta project. Like, <laughs> like he's like, you know, like, it's just like been a cultural icon and also like, just like as a queer person, yeah, right. Just like a person, not that he was out, but also mm -hmm. he was an in, right. This is like mm -hmm. a similar, like, just like una persona que está ahí casual, you right. know, like living his life and like. No tenía que decir nada, pero no hacía falta, you right. know, just like, right. and so it's nice, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like for me, like, that's a lot of my connection to him is about seeing somebody that was like living their truth, like muy casual y todo el mundo lo aceptaba, you know, like yeah. that's just what it was. Yeah. And, and I really love that. Right. And I think that like, just the uh, um, ability to be so bold in your aesthetic also like completely outside of queerness, right? Just like living your full fucking truth and like I'm gonna wear this wild ass outfit and this is how I'm gonna be. Um also super influential as somebody who like really takes aesthetics into you know, like as like a big part of like how I think about my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it seems like there are a number of men that kind of had similar played a similar role or fit into a similar moment in society around this question of like gender and sexuality and being very public about their gender, which sometimes translated to people thinking their sexuality, but not necessarily in a really overt, open way, like Huanga also, or like Liberace, mm -hmm. right? Like these men who um, were in the public eye in this particular time where there wasn't really, I don't think a lot of options in terms of what it looked like to be open. And, you know, there's not a ton about like in the obituaries and stuff that I read about him. There's a lot about his fashion. There's not a lot about his gender sexuality, although he has like, ha there have been references to it in the past. And he did give an interview, um, years ago where he talked about like kind of balancing feminine and masculine energy and that we're like no longer in this era where you have to be so restricted by misogyny and what girls should do and what boys should do. Um, but I have mm -hmm, a friend who's Puerto mm -hmm. Rican, Lizbeth, who, who I was talking to about him, and she was saying that at some point he, like, identified as asexual and, like, talked about not being a very sexual being and that she thought that he kind of said that he, he was, part, like, platonically partnered with a man who was his manager. So I couldn't find references to that in what I looked at, but that was what she was saying. So, you know, I, mm. yeah, I think he – it's hard to know exactly – who he was in that way because of, I think the restrictions on like how public you could be being given that you had this like incredibly mainstream audience that was following you, you know? And so was he really asexual or did he not feel like he could talk about his sexuality because of his role and like his prominence and not wanting to jeopardize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So before we get to the next song, I just want to say that, so this, this artist was on the Taurus playlist. So if you're into the Chani um, or the Chani playlist, um, check them out on Spotify. It's not my jam because they're very diverse musically. And like I, my tastes are not very diverse musically. <laughs> so, and I don't know, I have a, I have a mixed relationship with astrology. I feel like in moments it's been really meaningful. And then in other moments I find it overly deterministic. Like I get a little bit weird about it um, because... Mm. I don't know. I'm somebody who like thinks a lot about the future and has a lot of fear often when I think about the future. And so sometimes horoscopes, I think, can kind of fuel some of that negative um, energy about the future, which is not really the point. So I, I've been kind of like taking more distance from them <laughs> lately in trying not to be so um, future oriented. But there's been moments Got where it. they've been like helpful to me. So and like I'm open. I feel like take what you like and leave the rest kind of thing. Um, sure. 
But yeah, this artist is new to me. Um, she's Venezolana and raised in the U.S. And then her father is actually like a pretty famous um, singer, Venezolano from an 80s pop duo, Fernando y Juan Carlos. Pero do you know mm-hmm. of them? Do you do you know those? You know, I think it was before my time. They're like from like 19. Like I was born in the early 80s, but it was like when I was like two or three years mm-hmm. old that they were popular. So, yeah. And I listened to some of their stuff and it sounds like vaguely familiar in the right. way that like any like you know, sort of generic ballad, Latino ballad sounds familiar, but I don't really have any connection to their stuff at all. Yeah. And what did you think of this artist? I feel like it's more your style than mine or more your speed than mine. Oh, yeah. I I think that, I mean, I really like this. It's interesting that you say that. This is like a bolero. No, you don't, you love boleros? I do. I I thought it was good. It didn't feel super traditional. Yeah. 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 It was like a cute bolero. I really liked it. Awesome. Well, yeah, so just a little ode to the Tauro in Walter and, and the ways in which yeah. astrology, you know. Yeah, what do you know about Tauros? I, what mm. I know is like que son tercos. Yeah, stubborn. <laughs> that's that's Bull, the... very grounded. I'm actually, my moon sign is Taurus. So what, what are your signs, mm. Vero? Do you know all three of yours? Yeah, yeah, somebody, an intern who was once horrified <laughs> that I didn't know mine, <laughs> did mine for me. Um, my rising is Taurus. Okay. Um. And my moon is Libra. And your sun is? And my sun is Aquarius. Aquarius. Oh, so that's interesting. So my sun is Gemini, my rising is Libra, and my moon is Taurus. Got it. So we have oh, some yeah. similarities. Um, yeah, some similarities. Yeah. yeah. My dad I, My dad is un Tauro, and he's bien terco, yeah. y yo también, and I figure I get it from him. So yeah. Then, you know, maybe maybe the sign people say <laughs> that it's because somos Tauros. Right, yeah. I definitely think in our charts. stubbornness <laughs> and like ground, being very grounded are the two things that I think of when I think of Taurus, but I'm not, no soy experto, you know? Okay. I think. Okay, let's go on to your first pick for this <laughs> interesting episode. All right. My first pick is by an artist that I just um, was put onto recently. Um, this is a person by the name of Villano Antillano, and this song is called No Confío. Me están buscando, me están llamando, y yo en la mía conceptualizando. Las rimas no nacen, pero van llegando, y están jodidos porque estoy empezando. A todos los machos que le estoy pichando, puesto pa' lo mío, no me ven muchachos. Solamente llama cuando está borracho, quiero una clavada con sabor a macho. Cintura pequeña y un culo cabrón, me tiran las bolas como el Pokémon. Y yo caigo puesto para el problemón, sigo maricón con mi flow de bocón. Ya yo le he dicho, me nevo el sopón, me veo. Conmigo no joden ni por vacilón Y yo no confío en nadie, no me importa lo que piensen Yo sé que hay palecueros que quieren que yo tropiece Dije, no confío en nadie, no me importa lo que piensen Yo sé que hay palecueros que quieren que yo tropiece Y no me interesa, llevo con billetes Me gustan los tipos que nada me ofrecen Me buscan el Yari para ir a la Telfari Tiene más tuerque con mismo Ferrari Si él es un control, pues yo soy un Atari Sopro el cassette pa' jugar Mario Party Picamos la molipa, está bien bellaco Me voy a toa con 
es un atraco Nunca lo escondo, me gusta el locaco Muñeca la mafia con mi autorretrato Siempre ando puesta para el desacato Todas mis pistas yo las es barato Y siempre de punto esto nunca a rato Sé que lo dicen, soy tremendo sato Muy modico, te lo hago barato So I brought this in part because of what we were talking about earlier, right? Because Walter's legacy, at least, you know, for me and for a lot of queer folks who um, saw him on TV is just the way that he like muy casual, sin hacer mucho ruido ni nada, just like lived in his gender expansive way, right? And like, again, not like as a statement, but like just as like his truth, right? Like the way that he did his gender was true to him. So eso es lo que había, you know? Yeah. So that's what came on. And I feel like um, this artist sort of embodies that a little bit. This song sort of embodies that a little bit for me. This is just like, when you listen to it, like without very paying very close attention to it lyrically, it's just like some fire ass trap Latino, you know, like um, it's like hard beats, good bars, like good flow. And like muy casual there, if you take a closer listen, he's like, tu pana sabe que mamo cabrón. So I'm just like, oh, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. So um, I really appreciate this and in the video, um, it's like a very like visually queer yeah. uh, video as yeah, well, right? You see much. like lots of like people who are obviously queer, trans, doing drag, whatever, you know, like all sorts of things there. So um, I, I really appreciate that. And I think that um, that this is also Walter's legacy, right? Like is like just like chipping a little bit of room for people to like live in their truth, even if like, but I also no fue like a big statement or anything, right? Like it was never, he was never here to do anything but like tell you your horoscope, right? Like, pero más de allá, like he existed and it like made room for other things and it made like, it like opened possibilities, I think, right. like to believe that that is possible, right. you know, like when you see something, you're like, oh, that's possible, right? Right, right. Um, so, so I think yeah. that in some way, I feel like he's part of like what made that possible for like queer Latinx kids who um, just saw their gender sort of in contrast with like the ways that normative gender went down. Um, and like, you know, like that interacts with sexuality some, it interacts with sexuality sometimes not, you know, but um, but I think that this sort of like gives me that same vibe. Do, is this artist openly queer? Do we know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I wonder, I was just thinking about, like, capes, like, specifically, right? So, like, one of Walter's, like, signatures was these capes that he had, these really incredible capes. And it turns out he had, like, 1,500 of them in his collection. And I think he sort of stopped oh wearing them toward the end of his life. But it was still, it was, like, part of this legacy and, like, the exhibit you saw. And then I saw something about how he gave Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, a Puerto Rican flag cape that was, like, all like crystals or something really magical. I saw that yeah. one at the exhibit. It was like the Puerto Rican flag oh, and it amazing. was a cape. You know, Puerto Ricans, I love how much Puerto Ricans love their flag. Yeah. And usually like it's Cubans like a little too. bit like, it's like, a, I feel like generally like it's flag love, like strikes me as like a little bit like nationalistic in yeah. a way that's like veers on the gross for me mm -hmm. as a person who finds like borders and nationalism right. a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, but they're a colony, so I can sort right. of get so, it, okay, you know what I mean? It. It's yeah. just like, fuck you, like, right. into this flag. Right. 
Um, right. But yeah, so. Yeah. So, but I was just thinking about it because Huanga also wore capes and so did Liberace. Those like men I was talking about before. So I just like wonder if that's, I mean, if it's just like a fashion statement that brings femininity sort of into your gender expression, but isn't like a dress, you know, it's like this middle ground thing. It's not mm, something I've ever really yeah. thought about before, but, um, or it might just be like a particular era of men and, and performers that, that use that as like a, a trope, but it's, I don't know. I don't feel like capes are really, I guess there was like a moment where fashion capes were happening, but I don't know if that moment lasted. Anyway, just thinking out loud about that. Um, and then, you know, he also wore like a lot of jewelry. He wore like a lot of rings, like one on every finger or more. And he wore a ton of makeup and like also had a lot of plastic surgery over the years um, on his face and probably other places. So that was also part of like his sort of non-normative gender expression. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I really, I really just love the looks. I was totally here for, for him and, and just like, I also like, you know because it's so like it's almost like rococo like so much you know like embroidery and like lames and crystals and like encaje and like you know just like very muy cargado and just like yes do it all mama yeah (laughs) do it all interesting thing about him is like you know he's this main on this mainstream television show that millions and millions of people see every day and then he's also like stunting for the psychic friends network you know like i just feel like his career i find really fascinating because that seems so like marginal and maybe like a little bit of a joke although i think it that was a prominent thing that people really relied on back when like phone services like that were big you know but then to just like how many people get to cross that line you know between those kinds of different media um so the story of how he got his television show do you know the story Beto? I do know the story, but why don't you share with yeah, our listeners? I think it's really interesting. I did not know the story. So he was basically like asked to fill in last minute for a performer that wasn't that wasn't going to show up. And um, he was a, an actor at the time. And so they actually wanted him to talk about one of his plays. And according to the article mm-hmm. I wrote, the reason he was dressed in all these rings and with this cape was because of the play he was going to be in later that night. Um, and so he went on with the outfit he had on, but then instead of talking about the play that he ended up doing like a little bit of a horoscope reading with someone on the show and people, people like absolutely loved it. And it became immediately kind of became a sensation. And he was asked to be part of the show, um, officially and then lasted like, you know, 30 years. So it's pretty incredible that sort of like, you know, just like by chance he ended up taking on this really powerful. Yeah. And I mean, it's sort of like casualidad, but also like. If he didn't feel fabulous in his play outfit, he would have changed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like he wore his play outfit because it's like, this is a chance where I have an excuse to wear this, like, wild outfit because I get to be in this play. Right. And I'm going to go on TV and talk about it. So I'm going to wear this fucking fabulous-ass fabulous ass play outfit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like... It was like parte casualidad, but also it's like using what you have in the moment to like get what you want. Right, right. Right? right. Which is more, you know, like more power to you, baby. Love it. And it's like something we'll never know is like how much of the role he played was a role. You know that he kind of put a character together that was this, this particular version of him that had this aesthetic, but also like spoke in this way, you know, and how much is it like, that's like some authentic version of who he was and wanted to be in the world, you know? And like, yeah, the line I think between it can be things. a little bit of both. Well, yeah. yeah. The yeah. line between those two things is an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, okay, let's move on to my next pick for this episode. So this one is gets more to sort of the talking about astrology in music um, angle of this. So this is a bachata by Carlos Rosé, and it's called Mentiras. called Jimenez <laughs> um, and there's no song on the album called Jimenez so it's not like a title track kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, I'm just sort of making some assumptions about the way this album is playing out and I actually brought a song from this al- a different song from this album like many episodes ago uh, episodes ago called Infiel and then this one's called Mentiras and so there's a part of me that thinks this might be kind of like a Gemini hate album <laughs> because as a Gemini and I've talked about this on the show before I feel like Geminis have a really bad reputation um, and are sort of along with Scorpio is probably like the most hated of the astrological chart Um, and the reputation that Geminis often have on top of being two-faced because it's like the twins is um, being like a cheater or a liar (laughs) so two of the songs on this album kind of get at both of those themes um, including this one that's about lying called Mentiras so I want to think that Carlos Rosé would not be stooped to that low <laughs> move and hate, add to the hate that Gemini's already faced, but... No, you don't think that would happen? I mean, I, would, I wish it wouldn't happen. I think it's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you witnessed the kind of like Gemini hate that I'm talking about, Beto? Yeah, I mean, I've witnessed all sorts of sign haterade. People hate all sorts of signs. Like, it's like you date somebody and then you don't like them and you decide you hate your sign. Isn't that the way people do it? Yeah, that would happen to me a lot when I was, like, going on a lot of first dates. I'd get a lot of, like, people like, oh, I dated a Gemini once. And I'd just be like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck whatever ex mess with you. Like, don't believe that that's because we're both born in the same month. You know, I just... I know I, I sort of talk about this as a joke. Isn't that the thing, though? Isn't that what astrology is about? Like, to believe that some, there's something inherent about, like, where you're, when you're born? Well, I think there's one, one, here's one, there's a few aspects to that. One is that your chart is not your sun sign, and so it's not that every Gemini is the same. It's that people have a chart that is made up of all the different th- placements. Like, we've talked about 
your rising, your sun, your moon. There's also a bunch of other things. Your Venus, your Mercury. There's all these things. So it's like your chart is okay. a comprehensive picture of who you are. And so there are aspects and elements to people's personalities based on elements of their chart. But like, no. I mean, you can't like malign an entire group of people based on the month in which they were born. Like, it's absurd to me. And it, I feel like it's actually relatively accepted form of, like, joking bias, but it kind of goes too far sometimes. Like, I feel like some people aren't joking. Some people are like, no, I don't fuck with Geminis or some other sign, you know? Like, some people are kind of serious about it, and I feel like it's... I, I joke about it, but I kind of think it's actually an issue, particularly among people, like, on the left <laughs> who are actually into astrology. Like, people start to... People kind of start to absorb some of the bias around this, you know? And I say bias and not discrimination because there's no structural anything to back this up. It's not like, you know, there's systems or hierarchies or structures or real power systems that reinforce it. So it's not, I'm not going to be like, you know, we're being discriminated against, but, um, but there is a lot of, bi right. there's actually a lot of bias. Um, and it feels weird to me because we don't question it in the same way we question other types of bias, you know? And I'm like, really y'all? Like, come on. I don't know. Like there'd be fucking memes being like, there was a meme I don't know when it was that was like, hey, be careful if you're having sex right now. You might give birth to a Gemini, so wear a condom. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's that's messed up. Like, that's like that's like bang arguing that Gemini shouldn't be born. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I'm like personally impacted by this, but um, but yeah, it's something that I've. I mean, it's not impacted my like material reality in any way. You know, whatever. But I just find it to be um, pretty self-reinforcing. And even people who are Gemini's will be like, but it's true. Like, we're a mess, you know? And I'm like, no, no. Like, this is not. Don't, like, internalize You don't want to subscribe to that. You're like, I'm not a mess. <laughs> well, that's the problem is that you say that to someone and they're like, uh-huh. You know? They're like, you say to someone, like, I don't cheat. I don't lie. They're like, sure. And I'm like, what? But I don't. Like, what, what the fuck? Do you <laughs> like, I'm actually really bad at both at lying. Like, I can't. I can't even keep secret. I can't even do surprises because I just, like, get excited and blurt it out. Like, I just, I'm not. It's not me. I'm not the one, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. No sé qué decirte. I know. No there's, nothing, decirte. there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't follow Walter's horoscopes close enough to know how much he subscribed to any sort of like these stereotypes or biases. Like, like Chani Nicholas is really good about, you know, like when I did my reading with her, she was the first person who was able to describe sort of what, a what it meant to be a Gemini in relationship to my chart in a way that I related to. I was like, okay, like, you know, because there's so much just like stereotype and negative bias about it. So, you know, I think an actual astrologer, like it's a much more nuanced than a lot of these like memes mm. that go around, obviously. So I didn't follow his stuff enough to know if any of this kind of thing f kind of played out in the recommendations he gave. But yeah, I don't like I said like I'm not a big horoscope follower. I just literally would watch him every day and pretty much back the you. I had a relationship to him that was just like a daily cotidiano, you yeah. know, like every single day this man was part of my yeah. life. Every day I wanted to see his new outfit, like right. what color is it today? You know, and just, like, it's fun to hear something about your future, but, like, it's not like I ever took it seriously or dug any deeper than that ever, you know? Right. Well, it's interesting because astrology, like, I feel like it goes in waves of popularity. Like, it's a very old thing, but we're kind of seeing, like, a, a, a rise, I think, among particular people, especially, like, on the left. But I wonder if, you know, his popularity, like, we give can give him a lot of credit for keeping something like this that could be very fringe, like, in the mainstream among like Latinx folks because of his work with Primer Impacto, you know?
Yeah. But anyway, I love this Bachatero and I love the music. So that's why I listen to it. <laughs> Whether or not he's trying to shade a Gemini, we'll, we'll never know. But um, he's really great. And I, I love his stuff. Shall we go to the next yeah. one? Que mas tienes? So the next song that I have is by an artist that I brought really recently, but I was trying to figure out what kind of songs I could bring to this episode, and I was, like, running out of options. But I really do like this a lot. Um, this is a song called Flipa, and it's by Medio Piki. Like I said, I talked about this one in the Vienna Spooky episode. Like, it's not the one that I brought, but it's on the same EP that I brought. It's a three-song EP called Soy Tu Mama, and I just decided to bring this one. It's really different from the song that I brought to the Vienna Spooky episode. So this one, the reason that I thought it made sense is because he talks about checking Mela, who is like the only horoscope person slash astrologer I keep track of. And I think yeah. like part of it, part of it is because of, um, I mentioned this in the Vienna Spooky episode. We talked about Walter just a few weeks ago. Um, I think that Walter, like some something about like horoscopes in Spanish, like just feel a little bit more like I want to pay attention to them than like the English language ones. Um, and also like Mela Paong, you know, is Puerto Rican and she like her vernacular is very Caribbean and is very like, you know, homey to me. So I think yeah. that's part of it as well. But right. um, she recently like she put out a thing like Un homenaje a Walter, mm. you know, and it's like, you know, like we lost our North Star and like the community and like she's Puerto Rican, obviously. So Walter is a big deal yeah. um, for her. And yeah, so I mean. Like I said, I'm not super spiritually guided, but checking Mela is definitely somebody that I pay attention to. And like, I think that a lot of people, like she's like big, you know, like in the Latino world, she's like emerging, right? Like the other day, um, like there's this artist that I follow that I'm like working on a piece for that like said, like checking Mela has the throne, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, like just like a rapper, right? That like is also following Checking Mela and like Bad Bunny had her at his shows in Puerto Rico wow. in Choli. So she's like, you know, the next she's like in sort of like in the mix. She's in yeah. the mix. Yeah, she's like, I got roll baton. You know what I mean? She's yeah. like, 
lo próximo que hay. She has these like cute cartoons. Um, so if you don't follow her on Instagram, she's great. You should definitely follow her. Uh, pero yeah, like I said, like she's like such a cultural phenomenon. And this one, <laughs> he talks about, Medio Piggy talks about checking Mela. And, um, and yeah, I think that like she's definitely operating in Walter's legacy and um, and in his, uh, you know, like is like la próxima que viene. Like what, when you read your horoscope from her, like what does it offer you? I don't know, a moment's entertainment. <laughs> so there's like nothing, it doesn't make you reflect on like what's going on or what might be, might, might happen in your life. I mean, maybe sometimes I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that could be right. It's very general. Like it could apply to anything. And like sometimes the last one that I saw, I was like, okay, you're dragging me a little bit. Like this feels like a little too real. But like most of the time I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like entertaining to like read something that might be about you for a moment. But then it's like, I don't know. It doesn't affect really my life at all or how I make decisions or how I think of things. No. Have you ever no, gone? To, have you ever gone to like an esp- espiritista or like a psychic or like a, you know, someone no. who's offering? No. Not something that you're interested in. Not really. I mean, something that I do that I do have like interest and belief in that like, that is like real. Like I think that like like brujos and like spiritual guys and like you know like curanderos and stuff. Like I think that shit is real. Like I don't fuck with it mostly because I have a lot of respect for it. Like, you know, like I think that like all these, like one thing I've talked about this on the show before where there's like this like trend of like Latina, like brujas or whatever that are just like, to me really doing something like really sort of fucked up, like scratching a surface level and getting at an aesthetic. That's like, actually this shit is real bitch. And like, you're going to like open Pandora's box. <laughs> like, I feel like it's possible that the world is in this situation right now. Cause like some like fake ass, Bruja was like oh <laughs> on some like wild no. ass spell. It's like, girl, don't fuck with the spirit world. You know what I mean? So like Olympia, like that sort of thing. Like, you know, like I don't fuck with it. I don't engage with it. I'm not like in that world. But like, I believe that like that's something that, you know, like is real and like people can connect with and stuff. And I would go get Olympia, you know. Pero de allá, uh, that, that exists in a really different world to me than horoscopes. It's like a different, whole different spiritual tradition. But I think that like a lot of these like bruja types like mix, do the do a little mix and match. Yeah. Lo que les convenga. I mean, yeah. he, he also did like tarot and stuff, you know? So I think there's like different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've never done any of that. Yeah, yeah. I have, and it's been very helpful to me in the past. And then I think I said like I've been... And I could, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of like helpful guidance, but I've also sometimes gotten a little overly focused on like the sort of predictions about what's going to happen. And so I've kind of taken a step back from it over the last like year or two and just like trying to live in a world like without that information about the future (laughs) and be more present and not like let that be such a... Do people really try to like predict the future though? That seems like very bold. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with two different people over the years who have, I would say have like skill in this arena and they're not like you know in three years like this is gonna happen but yeah there is like some a lot of it's about guidance about like what's going on in your life right now and like what you need to do like how you should focus but no I had one person be like you're gonna meet someone and they're not gonna be who you expect and you know it's vague enough right but um and that happened like you know a few months later Mm -hmm. I started dating someone who was like very much not who I expected so um 
Yeah, I have had that um, experience and mm. I've, I've had it be, feel like pretty resonant. It's also, I don't know, there's lots of layers to it. So I've, I've, I think that there are people who have those skills and I think, you know, they're, con- they're communicating with people who are sort of your spiritual guides and they're the ones who are giving them guidance, you know, and giving them sort of advice about what to share with you. So it's a whole realm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole realm of stuff. Um, and it's stuff that I don't like to talk about publicly a lot, but, oh, um, I don't know. So yeah, I treat it with reverence. Like I feel like it's it's important and it's real and like but yeah, I think I can bit a little, I get a little bit like overly impacted by it. Like I had a really bad tarot reading. For example, last New Year's Day, I did like a tarot reading with my friend and it was really negative and it was about the year to come and it really really struggled with how to relate to it because I was like already I already kind of hold this feeling of like the future is scary or like bad things are going to happen and so then having something that felt like a reinforcement of that was really hard. So I kind of had to like distance myself from it <laughs> and not mm. like look back at it and like whereas the year before I had done the similar thing but the reading had been really positive and so I felt like it was actually this thing that I could reference and feel good about but this time I was like no like I can't touch that because it really and there's people who would say you should never use tarot in that way you know there's all sorts of ideologies about and I was doing it mm. on my own without any like guidance it wasn't like I was working with somebody who like knows this or has has skill set in it so I don't know. I have a complicated relationship with this stuff, but, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do treat it with like reverence and, and there are people out there who are like, you know, bullshitting. And then there's people I think who do have skill sets and that can channel them in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I've looked at, at, um, checking Mela's, um, horoscopes, but I, there's nothing that's really hit me, but like I said, I'm kind of not feeling horoscopes right now in general. So, and they tell you to read your rising mm-hmm. and your sun sign. Do you usually look at both? Or you just look at your sun sign? <laughs> no. I hardly look at my sun, boo. <laughs> You're not that no. serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's what they tell you. Extremely unserious. That's what Aunt Chani says is to read both. <laughs> mm. um, okay. Let's go to my last pick for this episode, which is actually a song by the one and only Walter Mercado. So wow. Wow, wow. 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 Quien sabia. Who would have thought? Quien sabia. Uh, Remescla sabia. So somebody wrote an article at Remescla that we'll link in the show notes about um, a salsa album, I think, that he put out um, in the 90s, in the early 90s. And it was called Walter Mercado, the album. Um, And it's basically lost to, I think, the archives. It's probably in like some random record store somewhere. Um, Pero you can't find it online, but there is this one track that we found of a video of a record player playing this song called Sueño con Volver. So we're going to take a listen to this. Puerto Rico es isla madre, de la villa del peregrino, esta es tu casa, compadre, donde sientas tu Nuestra puerta de San Juan, te dice a ti bienvenido, nuestro barco de Isla mía, tú eres parte de mi ser. Por el harto del mundo, 
cubanos míos, gracias por su admiración, en el dolor del exilio, en mis curiosos míos. Alegre es dominicano, que mañana fuerte el sol, que mucho me han enseñado en la lucha y el dolor. Ay, Panamá de mi alma, Colombia de Walter Mercado is salsero. Many talented man. Yeah, salsero. I mean, the audio is not great, but this is pretty good, you know? Um, it's very cute. Yeah. I want to get access to that I record. Know. Somebody, if anybody listening has this record in their home, please let us know. It's amazing. This should be like brought back. Somebody should re-release this. Yeah, somebody needs to digitize yeah. it at least. Because he put out a lot of like albums, like audio things with like horoscopes and stuff like that but this is the only thing that we know of that he did musically so i mean he was a many 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 talented human um he started out as an actor and a uh, dancer and so you know and i feel like his his work as walter mercado the you know psychic astrologer had a very performance aspect to it so i'm not surprised that at some point he was like you know what i should put out music Totally makes sense. So I'm glad that this is not totally lost to history. It's just this one YouTube video that hopefully doesn't stays up on the internet. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. he he even talked about it in an interview with the Orlando Sentinel in 1992. This is referenced in the Remesca article, saying that the songs will help my, my astrology, and that he wasn't leaving astrology for music, but that they would kind of worked hand in hand. Which cute. Chani <laughs> would agree with that in her musical playlist horoscope. So. Um, so yeah, I thought this was just really cool that he that he put music out in the world and that it was yeah, salsa. Would have known. No idea. Thank you, Remescla, for <laughs> digging this up. All right, let's go to my last song. This is a little bit of a random pick, but here we are. This is 105 Fahrenheit, and it's by Gable. Otra visión. A 105 Fahrenheit, señales por donde estoy dinero hay. En PR la película es Dubai, estamos rolling los dice. En la disco casuleando con los bailes, melodía de la calle Tony Dice. Nos salimos de condado, pídete pan Jackie. La retro de Chan, no estoy hablando de Jackie. Moviendo los pollos, no son Terry Jackie. La corta dentro el Jackie, como Cardi le doy taqui taqui. Baby, dale suave cuando baje. Que yo quiero verte ese tatuaje. No trajo nada debajo el traje. Y no este jean es en el Para ti no hay compa, tú se cabrón todo lo que te compre. Energética como el monstruo, me busco una querella por chocar con ese bumper. Casuleando por Liturregui, con los santos con el palo ready. Engrasar como churraco el Levi, con dos babies que son Levi. En el cuello tengo una avalancha, las babies se mojan como un palomino en una lancha. No se pegan ni con revancha, tengo tanta grasa, no te acerques mucho que te mancha. Somos reales. So I literally brought this song just because it says Pisces in it. Mm -hmm. It talks about somebody being un Pisces. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I was trying to kind of like find it. Well, I was like, as like an homenaje to Walter, I was trying to find reggaetoneros who are Tauro. And like, how come there's no reggaetoneros who are Tauros? The only one that I found was Farruko, but I'm like not really that into Farruko. So I was like, I don't want to bring him. Someone needs to explain this <laughs> so to us. What this is it instead. about being a Pisces, a Tauro that makes it hard to be a reggaetonero? <laughs> I know. There's like a lot of Pisces. There are a lot of people that were like slightly too early. What's the one that comes before Tauro? Oh. But no there's a lot of people who are like Aries? early April. Aries? No sé. Aries no is sé. early April. Oh yeah. yeah. So Aries. lots of those. Yeah. Um, lots of Pisces also. Yeah. Our conejitos of Pisces. Tego is an Aquarius. Tego I learned ha- shares my birthday. Tego was born oh, on February first. That's fun. <laughs> See, so, look at you. Now I you're gonna be an like expert on the Googling astrological birthdays. signs of reggaetoneros. <laughs> I know, I know. Who we should have had on, you know, like this is like obviously pulled together at the last minute porque se acaba de morir. Mm-hmm. Pero our um, babies at Platano Diaries, like our um, amigos there, did a whole like perreando el horóscopo. Wow, really? Yeah, they have a whole thing. Perreando el horóscopo and they're like, they have like different songs for different things. But I don't, they don't have a Tauro edition. They just like started like a Leo and are making their way through, I think. Oh, all right. So yeah, so, this whole idea of like music and astrology meeting is not a new concept, huh? No, no, it's not. It's yeah. not. They have a whole series of it, but they like actually know about horoscopes yeah. and like me, who I'm like completely fucking lost in the sauce. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great, Beto. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> um, um, well, I, but oh, I know. I brought this song because I it has it says species in it. The song is fire. We brought Cable once mm-hmm. before to the Tomasa del Real episode. He's one of the people that she said that she was into at the moment when. We interviewed her back over the summer, and I've been into Kevo a lot lately, too, so I knew this one had a reference to astrology <laughs> in it. And Kevo's Puerto Rican, so, you know, shout out La Isla, mm-hmm. shout out Walter, and La Isla mm-hmm. que lo creo. Are there any patterns in terms of people you've dated? Like, do you tend to date people of a certain sign? Do you know? I have not had a ton of very serious relationships. I've had a couple of serious relationships, and one person was born in November, and the other Scorpio. one was born in March. So, no. Yeah, different, different. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't have and a lot of patterns. I've kind of dated all over the The other chart. person. I guess the fir- I guess there's the my the first person that I fell in love with was a Pisces and this my my ex, my most recent ex was also a Pisces. Okay. Um Okay. And then uh, the other person that I dated for any length of time, I literally cannot remember his birthday. <laughs> you don't even know. So, <laughs> this don't is like a very remember. long time ago. Yeah. No me acuerdo. Yeah. My first two girlfriends were both Aries, mm. which is interesting. But no, it's, yeah. I've been all over the map since then. So. so there was one other thing I've learned about Walter's life that I wanted to share, which was that he was kind of known as like maybe like a little bit of a mystical person even as a child so apparently as a child he was known as Walter Milagros because when he was six um and you know I can't independently verify any of this but it's referenced in a lot of articles about him (laughs) um apparently when he was six years old he told the teachers at his school that the bell was gonna fall like that the campagna was gonna you know fall from its crash down whatever and then the next day it happened 
So oh, that, he's had the gift yeah, always. Yeah, so that made people take him, I think, his, more seriously and think that he had a gift for telling the future. So. Okay. Yeah. Little mito about Walter Mercado. You know, he had the gifts, right? He, like, made us all pay attention, right? Yeah. He kept our, you know, he kept our eyes on him. Um, it was very compelling because every single day we came back, you know, like every single day, like, callate, 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 you know, like you wanted to hear, I wanted to hear my horoscope, even though like, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Were it was you, just like was compelling, family you know, watching it or was it just you? Yeah, it was a whole family. Yeah. Like we all, I mean, like I was like 14. I wasn't putting Primer Impacto on. My mom right. was watching that shit. Yeah. So it was like yeah. my mom, my abuela, and my sisters who were home after school. My dad was still at work. Yeah. That's so, really sweet. So, yeah. Well, we never explained the title of this episode, which maybe we should reference. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, most of you by now, if you know about Walter, you know that his catchphrase was it that he ended every single, every single like horoscope yeah. reading mm-hmm. segment with, um, you know, wishing you mucha paz y mucho mucho amor every single mm-hmm. time, and you know I think it was it's just like very sweet you know it just became like totally his, his phrase his call and it, every you know like you felt like oh yeah mucho amor. From mm-hmm. Walter. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's reflected in sort of what I read about how he saw his role as like an astrologer and even like, you know, these psychic hotlines and stuff, the way he would work. He's like, you know, that he felt like he was po- he was popular because he was very real with people and he was just trying to support them through difficult times, you know? So mm-hmm. I think these people who have these skill sets can be used in lots of different ways, but it seems like his approach was one kind of of support and love and kind of trying to, to yeah, apoyar, right? Like not trying to like you know, make people scared or make people feel bad or whatever, but really kind of this like loving, supportive presence, which um, I think is really special about him. Well, thanks y'all for um, taking this little journey with us in reflecting on Walter Mercado's life and astrology. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening through my uh, very confused astrology relationship but here we are I do love Walter and he was a big figure in my life and you know we just wanted to rendir homenaje to somebody who was such a big icon mm-hmm. exacto as always all the links and information of things we mentioned on this episode are in the show notes at radiomanea.com and you can follow us on social media we're on Twitter we're on Instagram we're on Facebook and we have a newsletter and thanks, thanks, thanks so much for listening. If you didn't check out last week's episode, it was a really fun kind of playlist for the movement that we did from the Mi Gente conference. And we talked to 12 different people about music that's fueling their uh, political work and came up with a great compilation. So make sure to check that out. Gracias, baby. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Si lo más difícil.